Well, let's get into our 10 o'clock conversation. Let me uh, invite onto the show Jacques Brodrick, who is the campaign manager of AfriForum, to tell us more about this Border Watch initiative uh, that they have launched and the work that they've been doing, particularly in Musina. Jacques, good morning to you. Thank you for your time this morning. Good morning, Cathy, and good morning to your listeners. You've ruffled quite a number of feathers with this program. What is it exactly? Yeah, that's an interesting um, observation. It seems that we have ruffled some feathers, and I think for all the right reasons. Uh, so the Border Watch Initiative has been launched because um, we... Let me just paint some, some background to the picture before I get into the details. Uh, Afri Forum has 155 neighborhood and farm watch civilian safety structures across the country uh, that comprise roughly about 10,000 trained volunteers who are people who patrol their own neighborhoods and take their own community safety um, into their own hands because unfortunately the situation with the disaffected policing has forced people to start doing that over the last couple of years. Uh, one of these safety structures that we have um, is in the Messina area um, and it's, it's right on the Zimbabwean border. And this neighborhood watch especially um, have been involved with a lot of um, uh, uh, prevention of cross-border crime for many years now. So we wanted to showcase the great work that these guys have been doing. We produced a documentary about it called Open Borders. And um, after that uh, documentary showed what our volunteers get up to to try and stop cross-border crime, we just had such an outpouring of support from the public. Uh, we were contacted by various individuals and private companies to offer their support um, in various ways. And we realized that this was a, an issue that needed to be addressed much broader. So we launched the Border Watch Initiative, which will now um, aim to specifically strengthen all of our neighborhood watch and farm watch structures uh, in border areas across the country. So if I understand you correctly, the, the mandate of the Border Watch Initiative is not to do the work of a border management authority. It's not to patrol the borders and make sure that there is no criminality happening along the country's borders. It certainly forms part of it, but Afri Forum has never claimed to, to, um, um, to have taken over the role of of government in that regard, whether it's the Border Management Authority or um, the, 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 um, the South African Defence Force. Um, I saw that um, the Department of Affairs and the Defence Force reacted um, to our operations um, a few weeks ago, and the press statement was very disappointing. Uh, it was very disappointing because it just shows that the major disconnect that there is between the soldiers and uh, law enforcement on the ground and the people writing their press statements, because um, Afri Forum has a very good working relationship with the soldiers and the police forces on the ground ground in these border areas, um, and they work together. You know, in certain areas, um, African patrollers have access to, to properties that uh, the military would ordinarily not have because it's not, not part of their mandate. Um, so there's a very good working relationship. They support each other very well. So it's, it's concerning that you see this response from government um, claiming that um, African Forum is claimed to take over control of the borders and all of that, which is absolutely untrue. Um, and um, I hope that um, that more people will, will, will come around and um, start cooperating with these great uh, efforts and um, stop politicizing everything. So Jacques, who does what then? How do you ensure that those those lines are effectively not overly blurred when it comes to the work of um, the commu- community policing forum? and the work then of the SANDF and the officials of, of, of the Border Management Authority? Well, I think it's very simple, um, actually, Cathy, because um, 
Uh, Africa Film Patrollers and Africa Film Neighborhood Watch members do not have the mandate that um, the military and the police has. Um, they have certain things that they are allowed to do within the Constitution, and we, we make sure that our patrollers are trained uh, legally so that they know when they can act and how to act, and we we'll also make sure that they're trained tactically to know how to look after themselves should it be necessary. Um, but there's no competition between um, our patrollers and, and law enforcement on the ground. This is an, an, an image that's been created by politicians now, and, and unfortunately by some journalists. Um, on the ground, everyone knows exactly what their mandates and what their rights are. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Like I mentioned earlier, um, there are certain areas where African patrollers have access to because they have a good relationship with the community who owns that private property, uh, where the, the military don't have access to because it's private property, they have no mandate there. But because of Afriforum's good relationship with the community, uh, we were able to convince those community members to trust the military to come onto their property and, and help patrol there. Um, you know, that's unfortunately a relationship that, because of corruption um, among various law enforcement agencies, um, have, have really um, that relationship between community and law enforcement has taken a big toll over the last couple of years. So that's that's an area where, where we can assist military, where they, where they can get involved where they necessarily wouldn't have been able to in other situations. And then, of course, there are other situations where our patrollers are also dependent on law enforcement. You know, if we come across um, a large group of smugglers on a piece of private property, um, that, so that smug, they, 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 um, that group can be warned, and usually they, they would drop their loot and flee back across the border. But then we also need logistical support from, say, military and SAPs to come in and, and, and secure the scene and take control of that because it's, uh, it's part of it's evidence in a crime scene. And it's not the place of a member of the public to handle things like that, you know, especially if you're dealing with dangerous things like explosives and firearms. So it's a, it's a, very, it's a very symbiotic and, and, and good um, working relationship that the guys on the ground have. Of course, one of the other things that has sparked this, you know, you, you describe it as a perception of, of competition, but really um, a fight for terrain because the impression being created is that um, the South African government is sleeping on the job along the country's borders and Afroforum is seemingly coming to um, the the rescue. And, and tell, talk to me about this video, Jacques, um, that, uh, you know, sort of went viral on, on, on social media of patrols taking place and it seemed to to suggest that this is work that is being done by Afroforum. Well, I think you're correct in your assessment there that government is sleeping on the job. And um, I'd like to make it very clear, this is this is government. There's no political will to enforce um, control on our borders. Now, I'm not um, um, including the soldiers and the police officers on the ground who are still truly committed to their jobs because there are a lot of them and they are really doing their best to try and to try and patrol our borders. But unfortunately, there's no political will. You know, we saw the 40 million rand that was spent on that piece of wire that they claim to call a, a border fence. I mean, Kathy, I've seen that with my own eyes. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and it's infuriating to know that your, your eyes, our tax money has been wasted like that. Um, so there is no commitment from government side. But um, So the documentary shows what African volunteers do, how they patrol the farm areas, because uh, we have to bear in mind that uh, the vast majority of um, borderline areas with Zimbabwe um, are, is, is against privately owned property. So these are, are game farms and ranches, and they have a big problem with smugglers crossing their borders. Um, so the documentary just shows how easy it is to cross the border, how, well, how big a lack of control there is regarding uh, border control. And then it shows what Afrikaans um, patrollers do and how they go out and set up ambushes um, to work alongside with the military um, to, to try and bring an end to this, to this smuggling. Because what we have now is you, you sit with a, a situation where 
to say what well, you could say that cigarette smuggling is not such a big issue. Um, it, it hurts the tax base, sure, but um, you know the, maybe it's it's not such a big a crime as as violent crimes. But with those smuggling routes comes all kinds of other problems. So um, right. you know these guys would come. Can you hear me? Yes, uh, Jacques. I, I was just I was just trying to interject there. We're going to continue yes. with you uh, in a moment. I'll give you a chance to 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 wrap up and also uh, give us some of the tell us about some of the challenges um, that that you're seeing along the country's borders and why it is uh, that crime takes place so blatantly. Jacques Brudrick is the campaign manager for AfriForum. We're also going to be in conversation with the commissioner of the Border Management Authority. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. We're taking a look at what is happening along the country's border posts and looking at the um, border initiative that has been border watch initiative that has been launched by AfriForum. In a moment, we'll also hear about the work that is being done by the Border Management Authority. Jacques is still on the line. He's campaign manager for AfriForum. Jacques, when it comes to the kinds of crimes that you have been able to identify that take place at the country's borders, especially in an area like Mosina, which ones are the most prevalent? Well, obviously, we know that illegal immigration is a big problem. Um, that seems to be quite prevalent. And then, obviously, smuggling of all kinds of contrabands. Um, one of the, the illegal contrabands that, that our patrollers come across most often is are illegal cigarettes, um, cigarettes that are manufactured in Zimbabwe and smuggled across the border into South Africa to be sold here um, without paying excess duties and obviously you know, evading tax in that way. So that's that's one of the major um, major problems that we sit with. But along with those smuggling um, routes come other things as well. You know, firearms uh, come across that border. We know lots of explosives come over there as well that then get used in uh, ATM bombings and in cash and transit heists. And this is predominantly explosives that are smuggled out from Zimbabwe's uh, mining sector. Um, and then obviously there's also human trafficking. And another big problem that that comes along with these smuggling routes is that these smugglers would bring their contraband across. Um, they would make sure it gets delivered to the vehicles wherever they meet them up and that it gets transported to the rest of the country. But then on the way back, they often also um, get involved in other crimes. You know, they'll, they'll strip um, pumps and electric cable, sometimes um, cattle theft, poaching, farm attacks, all of these things take place. And it's all because of um, this, this absolute lack of uh, border control enforcement. Jacques, why do you believe that there is no political will to address the criminality that's happening along the country's borders? Well, I think it's 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 very clear if you see that there is no commitment. Um, the amount of soldiers deployed on the border is just are uh, just absolutely um, overwhelmed. We've also now seen government's reaction after Afriforum um, uh, made all they had all these uh, successful um, uh, operations along with with the, so the soldiers and, and the police force on the ground. We can see that the government's reaction was immediately um, that they were to put it put it in quotes they were touched on their studio. You know, they reacted in a very strange manner. And uh, apart from offering rather, they should have offered their support and said, let's see how we can work together even more. They came out and started lambasting Afri Forum for uh, taking the community safety into their own hands. So um, I think it's very clear there's no government will. We see the corruption happening on the border. Every now and again, some Utah team will be formed to investigate something. Nothing ever comes from that. 
Um, so I think it's very clear that, that, that securing our borders is definitely not one of the ANC government's first priorities. One of the directives that seemed to have also been issued is that members of the SAPS and SANDF should stop um, working alongside with any of your structures along the borders. Yeah, and I think that just proves exactly what I just said to you, that there's no political war. Um, the ANC government seems to be more concerned about their ego and maintaining the image that they um, have control than actually being concerned about the lives of everyday South Africans. So a directive like that was issued. Um, we are aware of that because it was communicated to our members on the ground as well. Um, but um, there are still discussions ongoing. I don't think it will be the end of our successful cooperation. The soldiers and the militia on the ground know the value that these um, these joint operations add to, to their efforts um, and uh, how many successes it leads to. And I just think that government should stop politicizing and meddling and uh, let professional law enforcement officers uh, get along with doing what they're supposed to and, do. And to the extent that government has now come out to say that uh, patrols by any private entity, I want to get um, I want to get that quote right. Um, where is it? It would be, this is what the statement says, it says it would be illegal for any civil organization or NGO, including businesses, to conduct patrols at any borders of the Republic of South Africa. That statement, what does that mean for the work you've been doing? I think that statement is very vague and to be honest, it seems a bit clueless. Um, sure, if, if, if someone had to force their way into a militarized zone where they're not allowed to be, that would surely be illegal. But if you're patrolling r- public roads that have happen to run next to the border or you're patrolling areas, uh, private, especially private property or small towns that um, happen to lie next to border areas, um, that's where we are absolutely within our rights to do that. Our neighborhood watches do all of that by the law, um, within the ambits of the law. They do it countrywide. So that statement is a very blanket statement, and um, it really just show, once again shows the disconnect between whoever's writing these press releases and the facts on the ground. You know, Jacques, I, I know that as, as an organization, you'll argue that, you know, your heart's in the right place. But were you also grandstanding here? Um, I don't think it was grandstanding. I think we just showed we showed things of what they were, you know. Um, if you want to, if you if you if you want to look at the Trump situation in South Africa, or any of the challenges that we have—corruption, crime, health mismanagement, um, the lack of infrastructure um, maintenance—and if someone gets comes along and starts doing something about that, and you want to accuse him of grandstanding, well, uh, I think from Afrikaans' point of view, then you're more than welcome to use that term because um, we're solution-focused and there obviously seems to be a lot of problems in South Africa that require solutions at the moment. All right. Jacques, I've got a quick question for you from one of our listeners, Madwaka, who's calling from East London. Dada Madwaka, I'm going to ask you to keep it as short for me as possible. Good morning. Uh, Katie, um, I will be short. There's no question uh, for Jacques. I agree with most of the issues that is, is raising. The statement by government on this on this issue is is is, a, is 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 written from an authoritarian point of view. It's sort of saying we're standing our authority, we're doing our work, we're disturbing us. Whilst we know that government is useless from all fronts, even to to secure us. So what Afri, Af- Afri Forum is doing, mainly they're doing it for their constituency wide. But the reality of the matter is that some communities are also benefiting from that work that is done by Afri Forum on this particular issue, at least. So government must just accede that most of their work, they're giving it to NGOs deliberately. It's a way of privatizing um, government responsibility. 
Afroforum is an NGO. They should be glad that NGOs like Afroforums are helping them because it's part of their own policy to privatize government uh, responsibility. So that's the point I'm making on this issue, Siskete. All right. All right. And let's leave it there out in okay. East London. Jacques, let me thank you for your time. Jacques Broderick, campaign manager for Afroforum, as you heard, um, they're not going anywhere with that campaign for uh, the Border Watch initiative. On the other side of the 1030 news headlines, we're in conversation with the commissioner, of the Border Management Authority. We'll get him to weigh in in terms of what government has been doing and also why they view the work that has been done by Afroforum as illegal. It's 10.30. Dinawa standing by with your latest headlines.